Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. This is a little podcast I've been uh, putting together over the last while where I, where I like to talk about all things investing, where I get to share with you some of my thoughts and some of my takes and also some other people's takes about what's going on in the investing world. Hopefully the goal here is for you to take some, uh, some nuggets of information and perspectives and hopefully bring it back to your own personal uh, investing situation and ho ultimately, hopefully, uh, to help you make better and more successful investment decisions. My name is Amin Reina, and I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And as an investment coach, what I try to do is, is help people who want to become more financially independent. The problem with that is uh, as, especially as it pertains to the whole investing domain, is when people think about investing, they often feel very confused and intimidated and frustrated by the whole process. Uh, I've worked with people who are brand new to investing um, and they just uh, don't know where to start. Uh, I've worked with people who have been investing for a long time but are frustrated because their portfolios just aren't uh, progressing or evolving the way they thought they would be. So as an investment coach, what I do is I teach people, I engage with them on how to help them make their own educated and ultimately more successful investment decisions so that they can achieve a certain level of financial freedom in their lives and achieve it with confidence. So today is decision day. This is the episode uh, where I like to share with you some of my uh, in personal investment decisions that I have made uh, recently. Uh, for those of you who have followed my podcasts as well as my blog uh, on my website, sageinvestors.ca, you'll know that I like to periodically jump on here and post um, the decisions I've personally made because I feel it's really strong. I feel really strongly as as somebody who is who who works to teach people how to make better investment decisions that I that I show people. Uh, that I am practicing what I am teaching. I'm not just throwing out a bunch of concepts out there and not applying them. I'm applying the stuff that I teach. I, I feel that's very important. I feel very important that uh, that my practice is is transparent in that sense. So I'm going to walk you through some of my most recent decisions, and you can find uh, the write-up of this. Uh, I did a blog post on this on my website. You can uh, check that out, sageinvestors.ca. So... The last time I did one of these was toward the end of 2018, and at that time, the markets were just going ridiculously crazy. Um, we had uh, a few weeks in December, which is usually a pretty tame month uh, for the markets because people are winding down kind of thing for the holidays and you know volumes are a little trickling down a little bit, but it was crazy because we had just the markets was just blowing up, like exploding. Um, we had some serious, serious drops in the market and there was a lot of angst and a lot of uncertainty about where things are. It was almost like uh, kind of people had an aha moment and I've written about it and talked about it a lot where I think the markets have been quite a door. I think investors have been quite dormant to the concept of, of risk, especially the last you know five, six, seven years. Uh, we've had low interest rates 
And it seems like a lot of that stuff came to a head in December and people just kind of woke up and realized, you know what, why am I, why am I, interest rates are going up, why am I owning stocks when I can get, you know, lower, less riskier investment products, which will give me just as good a, a, a yield as it is holding a riskier stock. So a lot of people started to really reevaluate what they were doing. And, uh, and from my perspective, December wasn't so much about reevaluating what I was doing. December was more about um, taking action and executing um, my playbook, my investing playbook, my my, and, and making sure that I uh, stay true to my playbook. Because it's during these times where the market gets really stressy. Um, that's often when emotions come into play and start messing with your mind and forcing you to make decisions that you really shouldn't have to be making or shouldn't be making, which could end up making your portfolio doing doing more damage to your portfolio uh, than really what's needed. And sure enough, we had you know we had the Christmas massacre on the twenty fourth. The markets just dropped like a stone. You know, day before Christmas, the last thing you'd expect to see to happen, but that's what happened. And but then right after it, we had we've had a, a crazy bounce and some people are saying you know what the Christmas massacre was sort of the bottom point of the market and uh, things were gonna you know kind of you know work its way back up again uh, it's funny because in December you know as much as people were feeling really stressful about about stocks um, I was very aggressive I was in there buying shares and buying shares of companies that I really didn't think I would be buying um, <clears throat> but that's where we are, and that's what was presented um, to me uh, as an investor. And I, you know, looked at my playbook and looked at my investing ideology and put a lot of things into practice, and tried to let not the emotions come into play, but just looking at the at the facts of what's happening. There were the realities. There were some really great companies and businesses uh, that I didn't think I would be buying that I ended up buying and I ended up buying more stock for for companies for stocks and ETFs that I currently uh, was already I had already owned so we ended the year on that note and I thought when we got into January that we're probably gonna see more of the same um, <clears throat> and so I was kind of anticipating having to make more I was being more I think uh, in tune and more uh, conscious of what's going on more in the markets uh, because there may be opportunities to act more and nothing could be further from the truth. <laughs> you know, it turned out, um, you know, after the Christmas Eve uh, plunge, uh, stocks bounced back right after that during the holiday period. And then as we got into the new year, they just kept going. And uh, as I said, I thought I would be kind of nibbling away and picking up stocks, uh, picking up some more positions, adding to my positions during the month and going forward. But the next thing you know, um, I ended up doing nothing. Um, basically, I made nothing. I didn't make one transaction. I didn't make one trade. I didn't buy anything. I didn't sell anything. I literally stood pat. And I made a decision because the way the markets were reacting, I thought, you know what? I think I'm just going to sit back and, and let things ride. And uh, it turned out to be a really good move because um, at one point, um, my in the total portfolios that I have, I had a co total of about... Uh, 25 stocks, a combination of stocks or ETFs in, in the variety of portfolios that I, that I own and I manage. And at one point in January, 23 of those 25 stocks were actually positive. I was actually pro in a profitable position. Uh, <clears throat> the, the one of those stocks that wasn't was, was my short position, which people know I've, I've been also be quite heavily short um, <clears throat> the market at the same time. 
Um, so, yeah, so I, I did nothing. So I have really nothing really to share with you in terms of uh, decisions made, uh, decisions that I made, except the one decision, which was to do nothing. And how did I get to that point? How did I get to the point where I said, you know what, I'm not going to do anything? One of the things I try to do in, and, and New Year is actually kind of a really, kind of seems like to me a natural point, uh, a point, a stopping point where you kind of just sit back and you kind of reflect on what you have, reflect on the positions that you have, reflect on the stocks and or ETFs or mutual funds, whatever you own in your portfolios, and just sort of reestablish that, hey, you know what, these stocks or ETFs should continue to be in my portfolio. Um, and if they don't, then having that honest conversation with yourself to say, you know what, what is my exit strategy for these stocks now? Should I get out of these stocks now or should I just continue to hold on to it? And, and, and to me, that was a lot. I was doing a lot of that in, in January. Um, I, was, uh, I was trying to figure out, looking at the positions that I had and said, you know what, what's, and we just kind of reaffirmed to myself, okay, what is the minimum return I'm expecting from these investments on the good side? But then at the same time, if everything kind of craps out and some of these, some of these stocks or ETFs pulls back, what's my exit strategy? Well, what, you know, is the, is, is the exit strategy that I have um, to get out of these stocks, to sell these stocks or ETFs, is it still in place or is it changed a bit? And so that's part of really what I did. I spent most of my month was doing that because the fact of the matter is, uh, what, the, what I was looking at the markets and looking at my, my wish lists, um, there was nothing out there that was really jumping out that that made me want to go and buy something. There was nothing out there that made me convinced me that you know what I need to sell some of these stocks that I have right now. Um, there was just nothing, and uh, and you know what? Here's the thing, it's totally okay. Um, I think part of the things we, we, we have a hard time with investing is we feel like we have to make a decision. And sometimes the decision is, is either to buy something or sell something. Sometimes uh, just as powerful and just as a, an effective decision is to do nothing. And, and that's the nature of who we are. Well, you know, when we look at how we are wired and how we function, we are reactive creatures. We have to, when something, when we're faced with a, a stressful situation, um, we're we're wired to want to react to it, to do something about it. We're not wired to just kind of look the other way and just you know go shrug our shoulders and go, oh well, easy come go. Seems like sometimes you can feel like that, but when you get down to it, we when something's going wrong, we want to do something about it. And so, and I wrote about this actually. I wrote a blog uh, a couple of years ago. I talked about this. Um, when one, of the, one of the hardest things in investing, or the two hardest things to, to do in investing is to decide when to sell something. And I would say right coming right after it is to do nothing. Um, as I said, we're just very reactive. And uh, we spend so much time trying to figure out what we want to put in our portfolio. We don't spend enough time trying to figure out you know, how we want to manage it and how we want to, you know, how we want to react to it to investments that, we have, uh, that are in our portfolio when things um, either go really well or go horribly wrong. And a lot of times we kind of substitute or we react to those situations by taking a, an emotional reaction to it and not looking at it from a, a functional, practical, uh, unemotional, and a disciplined approach. And that's why um, I think one of the things I, I noticed and I kind of felt 
um, over the last couple of months was that having my having a playbook, having something that's literally written out and mapped out and drawn out to tell that shows you what your strategy is, what your ideology is, how you go about making decisions, and having that framework for making decisions, good decisions and bad decisions, is just so critical. I think it's so critical to have, you have to have some kind of playbook in your back pocket for the times where things get really stressful. And I knew when the markets were not doing well in December, um, I was going to that playbook. I, you know, um, just reviewing it, reaffirming my, my ideology, reaffirming my strategy, and reevaluating the stocks and the ETFs that I have in my portfolio, and just focused and being more and being engaged in, in in the whole exercise of doing it. And I find the people that really do this really well, the people who are really to me are really top notch, know their thing about investing. You know, whether they invest in commodities or gold or oil or real estate or you know whatever or bonds, they have that playbook, they have that ideology, and they're very consistent. Uh, with staying true to it. And so when I got into January, again, my mindset was like, okay, I'm probably going to need to be doing something. Um, I looked at my portfolio. I looked at what was going on in the markets. I looked at where some of the stocks were going. Um, They were going up, and they were going up to a point where it didn't make any sense for me to buy further into them. Um, And it didn't make any sense for me to sell anything. And so when I layer that on top of my playbook, I, I developed a much better comfort level with saying, you know what, I don't really need to do anything right now. I think I'm just going to let things ride and I'm just going to let the markets do what they got to do and let stocks be stocks and just hold on to it. And it turned out my portfolio was the better for it because, as I said, almost 20, 23 out of 25 stocks that I owned were positive. And it's very rare for you have your entire portfolio to be profitable um so if you so to have 23 out of 25 at that one point at that certain period over the past month being profitable was uh was good it means it reaffirms kind of obviously it's good because you're making money but it's also reaffirmed that you know what the strategy my playbook is is doing what it's supposed to be doing so that's my takeaway. You know, I wish I would share with you this month uh, the decisions I made, but I'm really sharing with you the one decision that I did make, which was to do nothing. And how what I want you to understand is that doing nothing is just as powerful and just as it can be just as effective uh, an investment decision. And we have to learn to be able to do that. We have to develop that skill to be able to just say, you know what, I'm okay with what I have. I'm going to keep going with it. And that's really one of the secret sauces. Of, of successful investors is they develop an ideology, they implement it, they stay true to it, and they very rarely deviate from it. And a lot of times, just taking, you know, participating, just showing up and having the portfolio exposed is a lot, goes a long way to really securing the, 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 the value creation or the wealth creation that you're going to get down the road, especially if your ideology is around buying high quality, solid, um, durable uh, investments run by people selling products and services that people want and consistently want. Over time, that value will get recognized, but you have to participate and you, ha- you can't be hiding under a shell you know, when times are tough. You have to take the good with the bad and the bad with the good. So... Yeah, usually I, I go on along talking about the intricacies of the website, but this time, not so much. 
Um, and you know what? I'm totally cool with it. And I'm totally fine with it. And, you know, I could have just said no decision, so no episode. I probably would have skipped this episode. But I think even when you don't do something, there's something to learn from uh, from, uh, from an investing perspective. So that's what I wanted to share with you this month. I don't know what, what next month will bring. The next time we jump on board here, uh, I might have some things to share with you, a little bit more detail uh, in terms of the investments that I've been looking at. Uh, but uh, not so much this, not so much uh, today. So that's all I got for you. If you got any questions about this, feel free to uh, reach out to me. You can find me uh, through my website, sageinvestors.ca. You can also um, find me on Twitter. I'm on there. You know, my handle is at sageinvestors. I'm on there constantly. I'm sharing uh, other people's perspectives, my own perspectives about what's going on in the market. Also, I share um, the decisions that I make. I actually try tweet them in real time. You can find me through uh, hashtag Trade2019. New year now, so actually I have to change my hashtag. Trade2019. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram. I will post some content out there, some pictures, some graphs, charts that I come across on there. You can find me at Sage Investors Nation. Finally, uh, if you're interested, I also send out a weekly email every Wednesday morning. I call it In The Loop, where I share uh, my latest updates in terms of new podcasts, uh, videos, blog posts that I'm doing uh, on my website. But I also share with you stuff that I'm reading, content research, um, charts, stuff that I'm reading that I find really interesting and that's kind of helping me in my own personal way to frame my own decisions. So I, I share that with people uh, every Wednesday morning. And if you're interested, you can just uh, sign up uh, on my website, sageinvestors.ca. There's a sign-up form on the homepage. And just drop your email and your first name, I think. And uh, boom, you'll be on my list. And every Wednesday morning, I send out uh, a little quick little email uh, blob, <laughs> blog, I guess. And uh, I also send one in the afternoon in case you didn't get the morning one. You can get the one in the afternoon, too. So that's all I got for you this week. Thank you very much for listening in. This has been another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amin Reina of Sage Investors, and we'll catch you again another time. Take care. Bye-bye.